wanna beg, I ain't wanna crawl Ain't one of them, I ain't one of y'all So many flames I done come across Games that I won and lost God's favorite son-in-law I stayed the cost at whatever cost I paid it all with my credit card Though I'm a cough up when I'm a cost I'll pay it off when I'm dead and gone One long prayer till hell freeze Six five, been a long player for LPs Rooted in my essence is a preference to self-teach Movement in my presence is what's best for your well-being True to God Apollo, I will follow LL beefs Moving with a herd who never heard of LLB Most of us was tighter than Carlito and Lalim Now I mean But if I ain't work, I'd never earn And if I ain't ask, I'd never learn Settle for worse than what I was worth It never worked, though in other words If you don't stand up, they'll never stop 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 I'm like the rain and the sun combined I don't complain, I just don't comply Until the day that they open fire Thank you for pointing out my open fly I'd rather train in the open one Not that I train for the Cobra Kai But love the surge through my open mind More than a bird, love the open sky Swinging like the 2018 Mac the knife Welcome to the 2018 Facts of Life Everything's a gamble, you can't travel back in time No rewinding, don't get blinded by the flash of lights Took it to 100 fathoms for the fans to light Greatest of collaborations, I could mastermind Words my boy saying, music by the hands of time Call it sands of time <clears throat> But if I ain't reach, I can never grab If I ain't take, I'd have never had Hit the mat for the rubber match Ready to snap like a rubber band If you don't stand up, they'll never stop 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 I chase the rainbow like I've been told I smell the pot, but where's the pot of gold? I went to Vegas, it was a joke. Hey guys, welcome to Kai Radio. We are sitting at the Caltech Garage today, um, 267 Little Collins Street in the city here in Melbourne. Um, and I'm sitting with uh, Jose uh, Gonsalves. Uh, is it Jose or Jose? Jose. Jose is right. <laughs> and uh, we are sitting in his store, um, which we will talk about today. Um, and he'll tell us more about that. But um, I just wanted to, yes, uh, shoot off with a question uh, that was brought on by something I saw on your social media today. Um, what does Africa mean to you? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good segue from the post, yes. Um, Africa means home. And um, sometimes it is um, quite um, ironic, but also uh, interesting when someone asks me that question yeah and um, it seems that uh, everything stops my body my soul and yeah. then engage into that space with them um, you know I just feel connected to uh, to the continent in yeah. a way that uh, I don't you know think I uh, feel connected with anything else oh, yeah. besides my kids mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you are a family man you have a family that's living here in Australia I believe you've been in Australia for 17 years. Is that is that right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And how how has that experience been 
for you as a single person coming to Australia and then having kids in Australia, which I'm assuming that's 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 how it happened, right? Is that <laughs> is that correct? No, um, well, it's it's part of the story, but um, yeah. I I met an Australian um, girl or lady yeah. in uh, Mozambique, yeah. so uh, we travel. Uh, quite a bit yeah. in Africa, which was an amazing thing to do. So yeah. I decided um, that was more important to get to know the continent before I adventure mm-hmm. um, elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So we traveled together and covered all Southern Africa, Southern African countries. Yeah. <clears throat> that was our beginning. And the relationship uh, solidly uh, got solid and, um, and as a result of that, um, uh, she felt pregnant mm-hmm. uh, with my first uh, child, with the boy. Yeah. So, um, but he was born here in 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 Australia. So we yeah. decided to come back to oh to to Australia. Yeah. And then um, we went back to Mozambique. Yeah. So we lived in Mozambique, and then when my second child came to life, and um, um, well, almost seventeen years ago, we decided to come to uh, back to Australia. Yeah. So we are here now. Yeah. And um, uh, what what was the experience like for you though? Like, had you lived anywhere else in the world, or were you basically like just Mozambique and then on to Australia? No, well, I travelled quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, I would say I did uh, uh, lived uh, a bit in 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 uh, in Brazil with. Yeah. Sort of a very similar in terms of language and yeah. culture. Yeah, where about in Brazil? In Rio de Janeiro. Ah, yeah, yeah. And um, <coughs> I travel, as I said, I travel quite a lot. I've been to other countries where I spent yeah. you know three to six months. Mm-hmm. But in terms of living long um, period of time and mm. be based on mm. a, uh, a place for extended period of time, mm. you know, those two countries, Mozambique and, mm. and Australia. Yeah. And and that's that's quite a, a, a difference though, like from say visiting a place to mm. actually living in a place, right? Even yeah. the, even if you are in a place for say three six months, it's still still quite like so, sort of touristy. Um, and then the reality of living in a place settles in eventually, right? Um, when when would you say that was for you? To feel that settled yeah. um, in Australia. Um, <laughs> For me, I think it took almost five years to really feel that uh, um, Australia was home. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the things that, uh, oh, well, one of the contributing factors to that was I was traveling back and forth um, to Mozambique. Uh, and every time I, w- I would go to Mozambique, or uh, at a time I was uh, building a house and um, that made me feel more connected, even more connected to Mozambique than Australia at the time, I because see, I was yeah. building a house there. Yeah. Um, so your kids, though, um, them living in Aust- living in Australia, and you know, you being African and you being um, like proudly African. I mean, you 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 have a shop here that uh, sells, you know, like everything here I'm pretty sure is imported from Africa so there's a lot of pride around around that um, yes yeah. um, how does that sort of uh, I guess translate to how you raise your kids is, is that a, is that a, a 
is that something that's important to you as well as far as like identity or is it like ah oh, they're Aussie so I let them be Aussie kind of thing or <laughs> no, um, no it is an interesting question you know from the <clears throat> from the very beginning you know it was very important for me uh, to instill in them the Africanness yeah and uh, as I said you know although there were <clears throat> uh, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this at the beginning um they're Australian Mozambicans, yeah. but they they uh, lived uh, for well the first um, five years of their life they spent in Mozambique. Yeah. So that ground work, you know, that foundation of uh, who they are mm -hmm. was formed during that period in Africa. I see. Yeah. 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 So uh, you ask them today where they're from, they would straight away say to you we're from Mozambique, even mm -hmm. though they were born here. Mm -hmm. Well, they mm -hmm. came here to be born and then, yeah. and then back to Mozambique. Yeah. So uh, uh, they identify themselves as uh, Australians, uh, African Australians, yeah. uh, w which is great to have that duality because, yeah. you know, one doesn't deny the other, if, especially if you celebrate both. Yeah. And, and my kids do have that uh, uh, strong um, roots that are sort of based uh, in Africa, or well, Mozambique in particular. Yeah. And I, th I think um, I was just fortunate enough to, you know, uh, have this opportunity for them to grow, um, uh, grow, you know, sort of growing up in Africa mm -hmm. and then uh, come to Australia at an early age. Um, mm -hmm. So they have that sort of, they're still connected to, 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 to Mozambique. I, um, the last time we were in Mozambique was uh, in 2018, mm -hmm. so it was nice to, to see them as adults, almost yeah, <laughs> teenagers, yeah, yeah. Yeah. going yeah. back and reconnect to their family, yeah. the places that they knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll talk a little bit about your store, that your beautiful store that we're sitting in. Um, it's only been at this location for a few weeks, I believe. Uh, four weeks now. Four weeks, yeah. and uh, you've got. Um, your store in Flemington, which has been there for quite a while, a while yeah. 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 Um, so, I guess talk us through how how you came up with the idea of the store. Um, yeah, well, uh, interesting question again. You know, um, as I said, I moved to Australia uh, seventeen years ago, almost. Yeah, and um, and I went back to Africa almost every year since I moved to uh, to Australia. You know, so yeah. that, that connection to the continent. When yeah. I say Africa, uh, I'm really referring Africa because I um, every time went back, either uh, traveled to other countries before went to Mozambique or vice versa, went to Mozambique and then traveled to other countries, yeah. mainly in Southern Africa. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so every time I went back, uh, I was so mesmerized and impressed by the ingenu ingenuity of um, Africans, mm -hmm. and especially the young young people. Yeah. Um, you know, in the streets of Johannesburg, mm -hmm. um, the streets of Maputo, in the streets yeah. of Harare in Zimbabwe, in the streets of uh, Lilongwe in Tanzania. Yeah. Uh, the streets of uh, <coughs> uh, Windhoek in Namibia, mm -hmm. or in uh, Bambani in Swaziland. Yeah. You know, you see young people pushing and not just young people Africans in general but yeah. especially young people you know coming up with uh, the fusion of modern um, uh, I would say Western um, outfits yeah. but incorporating African elements into it yeah they would yeah. buy a uh, second-hand clothes 
<coughs> clothes, but they will retrofit it yeah. to fit um, African yeah. touch to it. That was so mesmerizing to the point that uh, I connected with some of them, some in South Africa, mm-hmm. some in Mozambique, some mm-hmm. in, in Swaziland. And uh, the idea of um, bringing uh, their products to, to Australia. Initially, yeah. you know, everyone was saying, well, you know, no one buys these things. <coughs> but um, I started working with this, especially with this cooperative in Mozambique yeah. and few traders in South Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, we, uh, now they're, they're selling to all over the world. <laughs> yeah, true. So, uh, true. So that, well, that was the, the driving force of um, the shop. So when I came back, I set up a pop-up shop. I was working for the government at a, at a time, so yeah. I used my weekends to work on the, the pop-up shop. Yeah. And the pop-up shop was just based on uh, pro- pro- products that I brought back with me from, uh, from, from Africa.
Now, um, speaking of the store, or both stores rather, um, can you talk us through some of the some of the things that you you sell here? Yes. Um, well, uh, from the very beginning, what I wanted to do with the shop uh, was sort of a representation of the continent, mm -hmm. and uh, hence, you know, I do have things from uh, different parts of Africa. Um, I was lucky enough that I had a really good connections with them. Um, I still have good connections with uh, people that are being importing um, um, art and craft from Africa, from different yeah. parts of Africa, mainly West Africa. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that me sort of bringing things from uh, East Africa and then bring things from West Africa. So it was a perfect marriage of uh, uh, interest and mm -hmm. and and uh, mm -hmm. yeah. So. Uh, when I started, and it's called Culture Garage, mm -hmm. because I actually started in a garage. I see, yeah. 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 And uh, so uh, it's culture, and the idea with that, and the culture with K, uh, we, the idea with that was sort of to uh, claim back the word culture itself mm -hmm. and become more, make it more African. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, other thing with the Culture Garage, you know, the idea is that... Uh, culture itself is always in the process of becoming so garage is like fixing a car so you yeah. bring 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 a culture back to the to the garage yeah, you, you yeah, repair yeah. you change the oils and then <laughs> back so that is the <laughs> so that's the in in any sense you know that's yeah, that's yeah. the hence the name culture garage yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. a culture is always moving yeah 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 and uh so you obviously opened the flemington store in how long how long ago was that yeah so as i said i started in a garage in yarraville which is in the western suburbs as yep. well so and then uh in 2019 2019 well around you know the covid period etc <clears throat> i opened um flemington shop um and and uh, simultaneously at, i was working uh for the government still mm -hmm. but then uh, uh in 2020, I decided um, that I wanted to fully concentrate on uh, my um, my passion, which is uh, culture. So then, uh, yeah. So 2019, uh, Flemington, mm -hmm. and now here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and I know that you are, you know, like it's a it's a store. You've obviously got beautiful things here, which which you know will will will. Take as many photos as we can and, and try to show people on social media. They can uh, check our social media. They can check uh, this Culture Garage's social media as well. So it's Culture Garage on Instagram as well as Facebook, I believe. Yep. Um, and uh, you do have your own website as well where people can go on and, um, and um, uh, shop for things online. Speaking of which, how, you know, like I'm listening to this interview in another state. Um, and um, you know, I see something I like in the shop. Um, what's the best way for me to get it? <laughs> Good question. So uh, we're still working on our website. Yeah. Um, as as uh, we mentioned at the beginning, we set up the shop here, <clears throat> and the shop is it's a shop slash slash gallery. Yeah. So the idea with that was that uh, uh, we could uh, display the the products in a much um, so gallery looking uh, look way yeah and also uh, we do have space for that yeah so um, um, the best way to uh, reach us or if you if there's something that you're interested 
I would suggest that uh, uh, Instagram will be the best best way. So uh, mm -hmm. uh, a direct message to me, mm -hmm. and then we can take from there. So we don't have the the website is not fully updated yet. Yeah. But if there's yeah. anything, uh, anything, any questions, you know, mm -hmm. sort of. Uh, Instagram will be good or mobile mm -hmm. phone. Mm -hmm. And um, um, I guess that leads me to my question about the kind of, you know, this being a shop, it is a gallery. It, I, I believe it is, you know, like a space that you want to create here for discussion, for creativity. Uh, can you talk us through that? Yeah, good question. You know, um, <clears throat> You know, I feel uh, very privileged to to have an opportunity and <clears throat> to have a space in the city, mm -hmm. and thanks to the city of Melbourne uh, with their program that's called uh, uh, Shop Shopfront Activation. Yeah. So um, it, it is it is a unique opportunity for us. So we wanted to um, harness this opportunity to. Uh, uh, not only showcase African art, uh, yeah. the the craft uh, that comes from the continent, yeah. the, the beautiful design and concepts that come from the continent, yeah. but also what we wanted to do is to use this space as a space for conversation, yeah. um, especially in the com important conversation like we are having now on yeah. uh, what it means to be African in mm -hmm. Australia, for example, mm -hmm. uh, what are difficulties that we're having and what opportunities there are <coughs> there, yeah. and how can uh, uh, as 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 individuals, but also as as a, as a group of people that can um, <clears throat> bounce ideas back and forth, um, yeah. but also sharing uh, opportunities. Because yeah. uh, um, you know, using that principle of Ubuntu, yeah, yeah we can't do this together uh, uh, alone. So we need we need we need um, unity and 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 um, numbers. So. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. um, it, that's this. That, that's the idea behind this space. So yeah. uh, conversations about different topics. So we we are currently looking for um, uh, opportunities or suggestions which topics people wanted to talk about, and mm -hmm. then uh, we can sort of facilitate uh, the space, but also yeah. facilitate um, uh, someone to facilitate the conversation if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So so if somebody's uh, listening, I guess, and they are in Melbourne and they are sort of interested in this uh, sort of discussion mm -hmm. or in having this discussion or they have ideas around it, mm -hmm. um, would, they, would they be able to get in touch with you um, yeah. and, and sort of talk about that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and as I said, you know, I'm very excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, yeah, the best way to contact, again, you know, uh, via uh, Instagram mm -hmm. or Facebook or uh, mobile phone so it's you know my, my number uh, will be available mm -hmm. um, just give me a call or text and we set up uh, a chat and then a we chat. take from there yeah um, and you, you've obviously done um, a few events in the store I mean mm -hmm. uh, it's a fresh store but I think you've already done a few of these discussions and and, and how, how were those received Oh, very well. You know, uh, yeah. the, the first one we did uh, was to do with Cora. Uh, um, Cora yeah. is an African instrument, so yeah. mainly from uh, West Africa. So, so, sorry. So, the discussion was about the Cora instrument. Yeah, the Cora yeah. instrument. So, yeah. um, and Cora, for those who know what Cora is, it's an African harp. Sort of, uh, uh, well, that, the definition or translation okay. of that will be twenty-two is, yeah, string instrument. Twenty-two strings. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's it's typical African. Yeah. <coughs> and uh, and one thing related to that is that. Uh, with this particular person that, uh, and his name is Amadou Susu, he's from uh, Gambia. Yeah. So he is a griot. 
So for those who yeah. are familiar with the word griot, is um, you know sort of uh, a, a group of people that are chosen within the community uh, and to 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 be the voice of the community. So uh, <coughs> when there's funerals, weddings, or uh, births, or ceremonies, those those the griots are li- like the master of ceremonies. Mm-hmm. So and they the the story keepers. So they're passing yeah. on generation to generation. Mm-hmm. So our idea with that Cora mm-hmm. <laughs> was uh, precisely because of that. So talking about the importance of Cora as an instrument, mm-hmm. but the Cora player behind the Cora. Yeah. So it was really interesting because um, one of the things that we discussed during that day was um, uh, the person that, well, this artist, his name is Amadou, mm. he is a young um, uh, Gambian slash Senegalese uh, artist now yeah. residing in, in Melbourne. Yeah. So the question was, the fact that he's outside his yeah. community, is that tradition broken, yeah, yeah, interrupted? Yeah. yeah. Um, but his response was that no, you know, uh, even though he's here, but he continues to be the ambassador of his culture in mm. Australia. Mm. So uh, there's a different ways that we can sort of <coughs> continue to uh, representing our cultures here you know, um, yeah, outside sure. of continent. For sure. And that, that's interesting for me because um, I think around the time I had this discussion with you, I was, we were doing an episode on, on, on our radio program about griots, but about, uh, about the Cora as well, I mean, which is the instrument, um, um, but speaking about griots and, and trying to, you know, like we were saying basically that they do exist, like in the modern world, um, you know, prehistorically, like obviously from West Africa, um, but, you know, Mali specifically, they're basically like human libraries in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, they pass information down, information about cultures, not necessarily educating the Western world, but like educating someone like me from Africa as well, who mm-hmm. might not know everything about, you know, every corner of West Africa or East Africa. So, you know, living in a community like this where you have access to all those things and, and mm. that kind of education is like, is like pretty important as well. Oh, absolutely. And, and this is what Culture Garage represents as well, you know, yeah. sort of uh, um, in our own way. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we want to become or, or be that library where people can come in, ask questions. Mm-hmm. And even, even, you know, sometimes, you know, I do have c- customers that are, uh, they always start by apologizing uh, their ignorance about Africa, which mm-hmm. which is a good, good start. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, as you mentioned, you know, just because we Africans, we, we're not um, the owners of uh, the old knowledge that exists in the continent, yeah. but what we're doing, we're sharing what we know. Yeah. And uh, it is important that that conversation takes place. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that uh, usually uh, comes into a conversation is this um, assertion or assumption mm-hmm. that uh, um, just because they're white, they feel that uh, they don't want to offend Mm-hmm. Uh, African culture by wearing African uh, outfits. Yeah, like appropriating. Or, or yes. Yeah. So, so for me, you know, that is 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 wrong. Yeah. And 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 on contrary, you know, I would love to see many white people, non-Africans, wearing yeah. African uh, outfits <laughs> because that's a celebrating our culture. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so, which I, I guess I'll ask you, because that is a 
you know that that is a reality as well there are um, you know like you, you can go on social media for example say there's a picture of somebody wearing something um, you know like and it, and it is just a picture we don't know the backstory we don't know this connections this person's uh, connection to the culture and so on and you know maybe somebody might comment are oh, they appropriating what's your um, <laughs> is there is there a fine line when it comes to that uh, do you like does intention matter when you sort of you know when you take on like elements of a culture that's not your own um, <laughs> well, well, it, it is a good point, and and what I wanted to do as well is as part of my my uh, uh, dream and vision with uh, Culture Garage yeah. is to engage in conversations such as this, yeah. even though they're a hot topic. But I I have absolutely absolutely no problem with uh, the term or the fact that people are embracing mm -hmm. in this case African yeah. culture yeah. I don't see it as an ap appropriation of our culture I see yeah. it as a, a solidarity and mm -hmm. and and, and uh, um, friendship mm -hmm. and maybe um, um, a bit more than that brotherhood mm -hmm. even you know sort mm -hmm. of you know our, our culture is not defined by the skin of your color you know yeah. so it's uh, otherwise we just or by the clothes that we exactly. wear exactly so so or, i think yeah. exactly so i think uh, we have to be very careful with that uh, in my opinion yeah. <clears throat> it's because by denying the other to embrace your own culture i think mm -hmm. uh, we uh, uh, we're doing the service to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I'm wearing what I'm wearing now. Yeah. <coughs> it's potentially a Western uh, style. Yeah. But yeah. no one says that I'm appropriating the Western style yeah. into African style. Yeah. So, so yeah. why the the, 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 the opposite? Yeah. It's true. And, and and I think if especially if people treat uh, those uh, cultural elements with respect, oh, I'm I'm totally pro it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for it. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, what what are some of the uh, I guess the other ideas that we maybe have not spoken about that you'd like to explore um, when you have these discussions? Is there anything that's like sort of at the top of your list or something that you really feel like needs to be addressed or needs to be spoken about that you feel is not sort of uh, you know, like like, mm. like in the public domain, like so to speak. No, it, it, <laughs> interesting. There's the, the, there's a list there. It's quite long. I imagine. I'll just you know we we just touch on 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 few. You know, like yeah. the identity. You know, when you talked about the identity of my children, for example, yeah. it's a really important conversation. So, yeah. uh, you know, they uh, I'm black and their mother is white. So yeah. of course, you know, they're mixed race. Correct. Excuse me. So uh, what the, I know there's an impact on that. So they yeah. they they cope the brunt of that. Uh, yeah. You know, in everyday life. You yeah, know, yeah, sometimes yeah. in a positive way, sometimes in, in a negative, negative way. way. But yeah. but you know, they they they. Uh, uh, I, I I hope I did a good job into um, form that foundation so they can walk tall with uh, um, all this background actually enrich them. So they mm. have not just African background, but they have a, a European background as well. So uh, mm -hmm. that that's, that's doesn't diminish them. I, on contrary, I think enrich them. Yeah, for sure. So um, in, my, in my opinion, that's one of conversation that needs to happen yeah. is identity. Yeah. What is identity? <clears throat> but also um, belonging. Yeah. Uh, visibility. So uh, yeah. it, it's easier and uh, uh, easier, I would say that, for the politics, for the politicians, and and even for the society to say, look, you know, um, we embrace 
Africans or embrace other cultures to 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 this country, Australia. Yeah. Which you know we totally appreciate that. But however, <coughs> um, how um, we as the newcomers see ourselves represented uh, yeah. either on in the media and the politics yeah. on uh, big business, big corporations, etc. Yeah. We're not there. Yeah. So um, so there's a lot of work to be done. So <laughs> do you think do you think that's um, like those things that are not there? Do you think those are things that should be given to us or those are things that we should be actively trying to take for ourselves or do you think it should be a combination of both um well you know uh, <laughs> it's a good point you know um we're not you know um we're not sort of uh, promoting a revolution where we're taking everyone out yeah, yeah but yeah. what we're saying <laughs> yeah. is that uh, that uh, there's a there should be equality yeah. or equal opportunity yeah um and and uh, uh, based on merits so you know, just we we not we're not beggars. We're not asking for uh, handouts. Mm -hmm. What we want is uh, uh, um, uh, a playing field where we can compete equally with mm -hmm. anyone. Yeah. So yeah. that's what we need on based yeah. on our own merits, intelligence or mm -hmm. capacity or or skills, etc. So that's 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 what we need. We yeah. need we need we need we need we need a, a playing field where we can compete equally to anyone. Yeah. So if that you know not just because we 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 are you know sort of newcomers, therefore we have a, a preferential treatment. We're not asking for that. Yeah. What we're asking is equal opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, on a lighter note, because uh, that was a, a, a maybe a little bit intense, but <laughs> yes. so um, young Jose. Um, Seventeen, seven years old, ten yes. years old, teenager. <laughs> What's Jose doing in Mozambique? What's he listening to? What are you <laughs> listening to? Because I'm, I'm assuming our music would be a big part of your life. Absolutely. Uh, that is a big assumption, but I'll make it anyway. Yeah. No, it is. It is. Um, what are you, what, what are you listening to as a teenager growing up in Mozambique? Yeah, no, it's an interesting question because uh, I, I remember, um, you know, I, I grew up. Uh, in a family there that were quite active in terms of uh, social justice yeah. and, uh, and that was during, um, uh, well actually coincide, coincided with uh, the liberation of South Africa in that time. So yeah. uh, It was actually uh, Mozambican independence a week ago, sorry to Exactly, thank you, thank you. Yes, yes, thank yeah. you. Um, it was last month actually, but uh, yeah. yeah, thank you. So uh, it was interesting because um, one thing you know, in my room, uh, I had when I f finally had um, a room for yeah. myself in my yeah. bedroom. So uh, I'm I'm coming from you know come from a family of six kids, mm -hmm. so um, in a house with four bedrooms. So uh, e eventually, so um, my parents decided at the age of twelve uh, that I um, I I uh, I um, again or uh, I moved into a space where I could have my own room. Yeah. So, and the first poster that I had in my bedroom yeah. was one, uh, a massive poster, was anti-apartheid uh, poster. Mm -hmm. And um, and at the time, you know, I, while I grew up in Mozambique and I didn't speak any English, but the poster said anti-apartheid um, um, movement, <coughs> and that was actually printed in uh, New York. Yeah. 
So my dad had that, you know, rolled in the in, in his in his uh, uh, office. So I grabbed that and I put that as my my poster. But I didn't know the meaning of that in that essence. So my mm. dad sat me down and explained to me what that was going on and mm. explained what was going on in South Africa. Mm. So for me, from that point at the very beginning, you know, I had all this uh, interest in uh, social justice, mm-hmm. understanding um, what was going on around the world, and especially yeah. in South Africa. And the music uh, back then was quite a. Uh, uh, we will listen to a station uh, radio as FM. Uh, it's called uh, it's called Radio Three from Zimbabwe. Yeah. And next door, um, so they were playing um, uh, lots of uh, great music mm-hmm. um, and and uh, uh, and lots of uh, South African music at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of. Uh, I was inspired by Hugo, Hugo Masekela. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Miriam Makeba, mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, Sipo Mabuzi, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, Johnny Clegg. Mm-hmm. So all those musicians, you know, it's, it's the music that uh, every time the uh, the radio play those songs, mm-hmm. we, you know, we'll sing along, even yeah. though we didn't understand the language. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and great Mozambican music as well. So uh, uh, our life was based on, uh, um, was surrounded by by music and conversations about justice. My people, my people, open your eyes and answer the call of the drum. Freely more, freely more, some more machine, some more
Yeah, yeah. No, music played a very important role in my life. You know, it was almost like a, um, a soundtrack of my yeah. life. You know, yeah. there's always music. And uh, in adulthood, um, I can say literally, music saved my life. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. You know, yeah. I felt like, well, I was completely lost at some yeah. point. And it played some tunes that literally saved my life. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but one track that. Uh, keep coming back and, uh, and you know reminds me of my childhood but yeah. also would resonate really well today mm-hmm. it's from Miriam Makeba mm-hmm. and uh, talks about Samora Michelle of Mozambique mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. really really powerful mm-hmm. um, you know so when you, when I look back of course you know I was very young or yeah. you know sort of <laughs> maybe one year old when <laughs> so um, but to, to when I look back and uh, to the the liberation movement of um, um, Mozambique, but also how Samora Michel as the, our first president, you yeah. know, the role that he played in the Southern Africa to yeah. help other countries to liberate themselves yeah. was really powerful because one of the things that he said, you know, we're not free until our neighbors are free. And that was powerful. You know, mm-hmm. Mozambicans lost their life, mm-hmm. uh, lives, you know, mm-hmm. During, during the war mm-hmm. uh, to liberate South Africa, to liberate Namibia, to liberate Zimbabwe. Yeah. Um, I remember witnessing uh, planes bombarding refugee camps next to my house. That was, you know, sort of terrible times. Mm. So, um, yeah, we, we, we play, paid a high cost for our neighbors to become free 
but the way Samara Michelle said, you know, it's like we we're not free until our brothers and sisters are free. Mm-hmm. That is really powerful. Mm-hmm. And and I guess just to give it like you know somebody who might be listening and they don't quite get the connection, um, the way I understand it, uh, Mozambique was like it was a place of refuge um, for definitely I know for South Africa or anyone from Southern Africa that was like sort of like fighting the system and and they couldn't be in South Africa. Um, a lot of people did go to Mozambique, they went to Tanzania, uh, some of them went to Zimbabwe and those those governments were, were quite supportive of their causes. Um, um, and the training in military uh, training as camps well, as well. Right, yeah, like so they had like military camps in those countries as well, um, you know, so that people could hope, hopefully go back to South Africa and be well equipped to fight what was the government back at the time, um, which is kind of ironic when you fast forward to 2008 um, and you see the situation in South Africa and and they call it like xenophobic attacks, which I guess depending on how you look at it, um, it's not really xenophobic because it is targeted at (laughs) just, just one race, not everyone that's a foreigner, right? Um, it's like specifically targeted at, at Africans and Africans that we view, you know, like something as stupid as saying somebody's darker than you, so they must be from a different part of Africa. Um, again, maybe a discussion for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very, a very, very interesting topic. Because yeah. It's a really hot topic. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember when uh, uh, that happened in 2000? 2008. Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. 2008 was, I guess, the height of it. Yeah. And I, I guess it's also something that's sort of been bubbling under before. Exactly. Long yeah. before it was even in the news, it was yeah, happening. Of course. Um, I, yeah. I, I've certainly like seen, you know, yeah. like, like evidence of it happening or my experience, I've, I've witnessed it myself. Mm, yeah. So stupid, in fact, that some of my friends who are, just because of how they look and they are viewed as from other countries, but you know, they might be Zulu or Shangano, yeah, like yeah. genuinely from South Africa, but they are seen as like foreigners because of mm-hmm. of, of how they look and they mm-hmm. don't have the typical South African look. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is a bit crazy. It is, yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was a very sad moment. Um, and, and of course, you know, sort of moments like this, you know, uh, I remember uh, talking to uh, people in Mozambique saying uh you know it's incredible that uh we went through so much together yeah um now that it would be sort of the time that we're celebrating our achievements together moving forward as one people yeah. we were one people once upon a time yeah. before they put all those Orders, uh, yeah. yeah and um and we're playing the colonial game still yeah you know amongst yeah. ourselves yeah so it was, it was very sad to hear that yeah but uh, yeah. you know but again, you know, look at us now. So uh, this is a good example. You're from South Africa, I'm from Mozambique, yeah. yet we're sitting together and talking about this. This is a good example yeah. that we can um, change uh, things, but the change has to some at start from us. It does. Yeah, with us. It does. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, like, what do you say though? Um, I, I, we've kind of drifted from the music thing, which I want to talk about. <laughs> but what do you say to to somebody like that, whether they're in Mozambique? Or say they're in South Africa, who feels, who feels that way, who feels that oh, these guys from Mozambique are coming here, uh, they're working for like you know ten ten rands or whatever, mm-hmm. um, while you know like it's, it denies us opportunities to work for the amount of money that we want to work for, and 
this is probably though not probably this is like definitely like a universal thing right like because you you go to some european countries where this sort of stuff happens you go you go to the uk where they might have like the same gripe with somebody from slovenia or or, or one of those other european mm. countries uh, what do you say to somebody like that in the context of africa that thinks like that that thinks ah you need to stay in your own country what's what's your what's your take on that well, um, you know, from the uh, outset, I would say it's highly negative and highly sad. As I yeah. said, you know, um, you know, it's very sad to hear, especially amongst Africans. You know, um, and in particular, you know, neighbors like ourselves, you know, Mozambique, Zimbabwe, South Africa, yeah. Yeah. that we share so much uh, in common, not just the cultural background, but yeah. also Some the language. You know, yeah. the, our family ties, yeah. our traditional. Uh, it's so similar it's, it's the same people almost mm, so um, mm, mm. for us to, to be killing each other for for reasons that are you know it's hard to comprehend mm. so uh, you know you gave a good example you know sort of it happens elsewhere but uh, what we shouldn't allow these things to happen uh, happen amongst ourselves yeah. and, and I think we should be bigger than that yeah. and then on the, on the principles of uh, what we share you know sort of Ubuntu for example mm. that um and and today, you know, it's just it's sad that we we still sort of uh, um, diminish ourselves to the point that uh, we, uh, we 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 are wasting our time, energy, and lives yeah, yeah, for yeah, something yeah, yeah. that uh, yeah. doesn't make much sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, now back to the music. <laughs> so yes. you mentioned, I mean, you mentioned like a few. Uh, you mentioned Sipo Hot Sticks Mabuse. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Johnny Clegg, who was who was an interesting one, um, and and he actually takes me back to the conversation that we heard earlier about. He was probably the earliest uh, example of what some people would call appropriation, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because here's a a, a a white yeah. artist. Yeah. He's singing in Zulu. Yeah. Um, he's like in full like Zulu regalia, mm -hmm. and he's you know like he's, and I mean to the point where in a way. Like he sounded like his his Zulu and how he would pronounce word would be would be better than somebody like say that speaks mm -hmm. Sotho, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, but that is like definitely mm -hmm. African, right? Yeah. Um, so I, like I have I have uh, yeah I have memories of that as well, and I, like I say, you know, it was before terms like appropriation came on, mm -hmm. and he was definitely welcome because he came from a place of respect. He came from like like a, a, a place of acknowledgement, acknowledging mm -hmm. this is the culture and, and this is how I'm going to embrace it. Mm -hmm. uh, you also mentioned Miriam Makeba. Yep. Um, who are some of your other... Yeah, who... who, who in Mozambique, who are some of your... Uh, in Mozambique, though, who was, who was uh, sort of making music in Mozambique? Well, look, looking at um, uh, Mozambique... Uh, music played a massive role, as I said, in, in my upbringing. So yeah. uh, Fanny Fumo would be one of them. Mm -hmm. um, Pedro Langa, mm -hmm. um, Gorowan, uh, all those, you know, sort of uh, Mingus. Yeah. Um, so the uh, Orchestra Mozambique. Yeah. And they played a massive role in my upbringing and, and information of um, <coughs> um, who I, I, I became. So I think, um, and in particular, you know, I'll, I'll give praise to uh, the Mozambican radio. So it's a national Mozambican uh, radio. Uh, it's called Mo uh, Radio Mozambique. Yeah. 
that played a massive role uh, in terms of diffusing uh, music from around the country, yeah. but also around Africa and around the world, but, yeah. but mainly uh, <coughs> uh, from Mozambique itself, because Mozambique, although you know, um, uh, was united under one, uh, one party uh, at the time, <coughs> uh, but we had our divisions yeah. and um, you know, tribal divisions. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the radio uh, Mozambique played a massive role in uniting the country by, by um, respecting and broadcasting uh, uh, cultural specific specifics from different region yeah so yeah. everyone would be uh, would feel represented yeah and, yeah and that was a massive role so yeah. give yeah. A, a big thanks to, to, to the radio the radio Mozambique played that yeah. massive role in yeah. in form that uh, um, national unity yeah um, so you being Mozambique yeah. uh, you live in Australia you yeah. speak English your English is really good I sound like one of those people oh your English is really good uh, but anyway <laughs> you, you speak you speak good English uh, I'm assuming you speak, uh, you're fluent in Portuguese. Yes. Um, I'm assuming you speak Shangan as well, is that correct? Or no, understand no. it? No, no, I do understand, but I, mm -hmm. I speak, I speak a, a different language, which yeah. is Sena. Sena. Yeah. Um, when you think, do you think in what language do you think in? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, uh, it is interesting because I think um, um, uh, right now I, I, I probably would say we're thinking, I think in English. Yeah. Uh, um, but you know, uh, there are times that uh, I need to uh, pause for a second, you know, to reflect, to fetch your dictionary, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and then move, move forward as well. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, sometimes there's a little pause there. But but yeah. uh, I would say, you know, it's just uh, um, English. It's been a, yeah. um, a language of uh, that I've been using quite a lot. Yeah. But uh, since I go back to Mozambique, you know, the first two days I might struggle with. Uh, um, <clears throat> A few words, but yeah. then I pick up straight away. Soon enough, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you dream in? Uh, do, you dream, <laughs> do you dream in English? <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't know if uh, actually never paid that atten uh, attention. I don't know if I dream it. <laughs> but it was interesting. I still dream uh, uh, things uh, in Mozambique, but I'm not sure if uh, it's in if English. If you dream in the language, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the scenes, etc., all in Mozambique. Yes. <laughs> um, but. Thank you, Jose, for your time today, man. Yeah. Um, we've, uh, it was a good chat. And um, like I said, um, you know, like when, if people have ideas about like sort of these kind of discussions and the stuff that we, we, mm -hmm. we, we've, you know, we, we spoke about today, um, you know, I don't know if people have these conversations, you know, amongst themselves. And, yeah. and if they don't, you know, like maybe it's conversations that they do have. Uh, but Jose's got a space here. If you need mm -hmm. a space to do that in Melbourne, um, reach out to him. And um, and if not, just come and check out the store um, and um, see all, all the beautiful things that he, ha he has here, which are not only from Mozambique. I mean, they're from different parts of Africa. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter where you're from, west, east, south, and mm -hmm. so on. Yep. Um, just um, come and check out the store. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks for the conversation. Uh, this is the beginning of uh, a lot more. <laughs> Malungueiro malungaba com cabinda o gelo. Malunga benguela zaire que encongo tradição. Imagens que pintam de lá, meus parentes agudá. Minha laia, minha gente, irmandade, confraria malunga.
batumbeiro não Não sou marinheiro na barca furada Eu sou malungueiro de partida chegada Que zomba zumbi, que zomba zumbi, que zomba zumbi Na tumba tumbeiro não Não sou marinheiro na barca furada Eu sou malungueiro de partida chegada Que zomba zumbi, que zomba zumbi, que zomba zumbi, que zomba zumbi Malungueiro, malungaba com cabinda o enxergo Malunga bem que ela sairei que encontro tradição Imagens que pintam de lá, meus parentes agudar Minha laia, minha gente, irmã das confraria malunga Da costa, Brasil adentro, mandinga e feranças Danças, tranças, mafuá Malungo reinventa Ao manifesto King Kong, Boca e Mão Ao manifesto King Kong, Boca e Mão Marco primeira revolução Haiti partiu Trinidad, Suriname e Cuba Ilhas malunguistas, meus parentes socialistas Ilhas malunguistas, meus parentes socialistas Referências malungas Que Congo que zomba zumbi E coroa rei do Congo, nosso Mukongo saudado Primeira república Haiti, tradição malunga Malungueiro, malungaba com cabinda o gelo Malunga bem que ela sairia que encontra Imagens que pintam de lá, meus parentes agudar Minha mãe, minha gente, irmandades com fraria malunga Malungueiro, malungaba com cabinda o gelo Malunga bem que ela sairia que encontra Imagens que pintam de lá, meus parentes agudar Minha laia, minha gente, irmã das confraria malunga